Hey everybody, welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. And today we're talking all about auditioning for jobs that you cannot do, right? Whether it's you've already agreed to a different contract um, or your schedule isn't going to work out. But for some reason, there's this trend of, oh, I'm going to go to an audition anyway, especially in young dancers, especially in dancers who are just graduating. Um, I'll be honest, because that's what this podcast is for, is to be honest, I have definitely done this before. I've auditioned for a job while I was currently contracted in with another company. And for me at the time, it was because I wanted to be a part of the show eventually, right? So I wanted to be in the show and thought I would just introduce myself. I'd go to the audition, let them see my face. I didn't think I would get the job, um, but I saw it more as a networking opportunity. But long story short, I booked the job. (laughs) And unfortunately, as I tried to make it work, nothing was going to work. I ended up not being able to do the show. And what that meant was that I caused stress on my current employer because I came to them with, hey, I want to do this show. It conflicts with um, our dates that we already agreed to. Um, Can I do it? And when they said no, I had to go to the other place, the other show, and let them know, I know you just hired me. I know you were really excited about having me be a part of your show, but I can't do it because I'm already doing something else. And all that does is create more conflict when there didn't need to be any. So now I cause stress on one end and possibly a bad relationship on the other. So if you are going to stop listening to this podcast right now, my advice is to just don't do it. Yeah? Um, Think about it because either way, you're leaving a bad impression. You're either getting cut where you're not what they're looking for at the time, so you get cut. Or, what I think is worse, is you get the job and then have to explain why you can't do it, right? And that just isn't fun for anyone. And some people, some companies, actually blacklist dancers for this. I know dancers who have been blacklisted for three-plus years from a company, even if a different choreographer comes in to hire them, the whoever the higher ups are will say, no, you can't hire them. They're not reliable. Um, we offered them a job before and they said no. Petty, maybe, maybe a little petty. Um, but I'm sure they feel like you wasted their time in some kind of way, right? You took up space, you took up their focus, their attention. And I mean, to be fair, maybe, yes, There is there a world where they say, oh, we love you and we totally understand that you can't do this contract, let's keep in touch, which I think a lot of us play in our head of, oh, this is a possibility that I want. Um, yeah, that is a possibility, but they're still going to be disappointed. They just spent all this time with you, getting excited about you, wanting to bring you into their work, and now you're like, psych, just kidding, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm sure they w- I would be disappointed if someone did that to me. And we do this for a couple of reasons. I think the first reason is that we want to be better at auditioning. And I think this is something that came from my schooling, college years, when we learned that auditioning is a skill. Being good at auditions is a skill set. 
And what I misinterpreted was no matter whether you have a job or not, you should always be auditioning. And that's just not the case. Maybe if you're not booking things, yes, keep going into auditions, keep getting more comfortable. But if you already have a job, we need to find a new way, right? And there's definitely other avenues to practice this. Go use our imagination. Go take a class and pretend it's an audition. That's also something that our teachers and mentors have been telling us for years, right? You're in ballet class and they're like, pretend this is an audition. And once you get to the point where you're not acting any different between a class and an audition, I think you're ready to go, right? You're going to start booking jobs more regularly. So that's one reason why we do it. Or we might even tell ourselves, you know, we want to just introduce ourselves. We want to put our faces out there so they can warm up to us and, you know, get to know us a little bit better. Um, We don't expect to get the job, but if they see us and they maybe like us a little bit, maybe not this year, but the next year, you know, for me, what I hear is that you want to pull focus. And I am a culprit of it also. Okay, let me say that I used to be a culprit of it also by going to auditions and wanting to be seen, right? Um, But their goal is to hire someone. They want to hire someone right now. And if you're showing up to them, that means you're fair game to hire right now. Not hire when they need an audition, uh, when they need some uh, position to fill later on. They're looking for the immediate. And they're on a time crunch. They paid money to hold this audition. So they're looking for someone to bring into their company. Um, So I recommend not doing that. Waiting until you're free instead of going when you have other conflicts. And maybe you even have a moment of, oh, I can make it work. You know, there may be some chance of making it work. Maybe if I audition and get the job, then I can move some things around with this other work. They'll be flexible for me so I can do this and maybe they'll give a little bit. You know, it's kind of goes back to that. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And I don't think that's the case here, right? And what happens is when you think that way and those people don't do what you expect, all of a sudden they're the bad guy. When in reality, you're the bad guy. You're the person coming in and being like, oh, yeah, that contract I signed where I was saying I won't do other work, um, I didn't mean it. I actually do want to do other work. So where does that leave them? That leaves them in the position of being like, you already you already agreed to do this. I don't know why I'm responsible for making this work out for you, right? And I think it comes from scarcity. A lot of the times, it's possible at least, You know, we're maybe not making enough money at this job. And that's probably true. Maybe you sign a contract for, you know, $200 a week to work from nine to five. And it says that's you're like, that's not enough for me. I can't survive off of that. And that's true, right? You should be getting paid more. The issue is you agreed. You said, yes, this is fine for me. I accept this. Maybe because you're excited about getting a job. Maybe it's your first job. But for me, it's really important to now stick with that or keep talking to them about getting paid more. Keep bringing up the conversation of $200 is not enough. How do we get some more cash flow into my pocket? And of course, you can always jump ship. But there's some consequences with that. You're going to leave a bad taste in one your employer. 
And also probably all the people connected with that, including the other people in the show or other people in the company who are relying on you to be a part of this group, this organization. So it's really better to really let those contracts last instead of leaving them early for other opportunities. You know, and I know we are afraid of being jobless sometimes, once again, going into that scarcity mindset. But if you're always looking for the next job, how are you going to focus on the one you're already in? So I want to give you some alternatives. If you are still feeling like, I still want to be seen by other people, I want these other experiences, right? Or you want to introduce yourself and you want to network, right? What you can do is, for one, get into class with these people. Get into class or workshops or rooms with these people. Most choreographers or directors have their own kind of class now that you can pay for access to them. And for me, this is the best way to get on someone's good side or let them see your talent in a working room. They want to know how you work um, to figure out problems. They want to know how what your demeanor is in the studio. And I think, the as I said earlier, the auditions we have now of hopefully they're changing as we come out of this COVID time. But the auditions we have now where you wear a number, you come in, you do a little phrase, and then they pick someone to be to work with for a year or more doesn't make any sense to me. It's not an effective way to really understand how people work and what they can offer you at for the year, right? Um, so that's one idea. Start taking class more workshops with the people you want. And once again, going back to that idea of treating class like an audition, how would you act differently? How would you act the same? That's how you want to be in an audition. There's no, there actually shouldn't be a difference between class and auditioning. Um, you can also practice saying no to things. If you are constantly getting work that you don't want to be doing, or you keep saying yes to work you don't want to be doing, uh, you should say no to these things, right? If you're not getting any jobs, like, yes, we should say yes to jobs so that we have some jobs to work with. But if we are overbooking ourselves with work that is not important to us, we need to say no and then leave space for the jobs we actually want. So you can put yourself in a position for the timing to be right. And that's a lot of what this job, this job uh, career path, at least this career path is about. It's about timing. People being in the right place at the right time, uh, being the dancer they are. And that's exactly what the company show um, artist needs right then. And that's scary. Don't get me wrong. It is terrifying to say no to things and being uncertain about what's to come in the future. That is really scary. But I will tell you, rarely in this career are people who are transitioning between jobs, they they have a gap, they have some gap time. If they're moving from one company to the next, they're looking at three, six months, a year of not working until they start to find their groove again in a new community, a new organization, start making new connections in that way. Most people are not jumping from one job to the next seamlessly. Yeah. So those are my suggestions. If you are looking to be seen, if you are looking to um, be better at 
auditioning, put yourself in class. Take those workshops that everyone is offering right now. Practice saying no to jobs that don't serve you or jobs that don't you don't feel fulfilled in or aren't paying you enough. If you're booking a lot of work, you have that power to say no, right? More options means more power for you, the dancer. So just know that auditioning for things, you know, I couldn't do has been the probably the biggest stressor of my career. Anytime I audition for things I know I can't do and tell myself that's for practice, it's to network, whatever the reason, I am stressed. It never works out well for me. So moving forward, trust that there will be other opportunities because there will. You don't need to hop on every audition train that's like, Pina Bausch is having an audition, or I know Pina Bausch is probably not having an audition (laughs) anytime soon. Um, But let's pick another one. Ram Bear is having an audition, right? Or Hubbard is having an audition. And if you can't commit to that contract, don't show up. Because most likely, they're going to have another one next year or the year after that. And you can be ready to make space for that that when it comes, right? So be patient and give it time, right? Stop auditioning for things you cannot do. Yes? If you have any questions about this, you know where to find me on Breaking the Wall Podcast on Instagram. You can also reach out to me on It's Brandon Coleman on Instagram. But if you love this, if you have a friend you think could use this or this would be helpful to them, please share it on social media or send it to their DMs, send them a text. I don't know. I don't know how you kids communicate these days, (laughs) says the (laughs) 28-year-old. But I hope you all have a great day, and I will see you in another episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.